Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. Father's house. Uh, I so appreciate this opportunity to pop in and join you today. My only regret is that I was unable to be there with you personally because I had a previous commitment uh, when this Sunday was planned. But man, what a Sunday this is. And I know one of the themes that you're doing today, uh, among so much other stuff, is it's the kickoff of Unshakable and this brand new book that I was able to partner with your pastor on called Unshakable Standing Strong When Things Go wrong. And uh, this was a book that I wrote to be used just for the purpose that you're using it at your church and for me to be able to partner with pastors that I love and respect like your pastor. And so let me just say a word about Pastor Terry and Terry Mahan. I I was thinking, Terry, about how long ago it was that you and I met. Uh, We met over a decade ago, and boy, a time goes by. And over that time, I've grown to have tremendous respect for you and Anita And you may remember, it wasn't that long ago that I actually was able to uh, be there at your church on a Sunday that you were teaching and to experience the Father's house uh, personally. And that's why I really regret I'm not there uh, today to be there personally. But I just want you to know that you've got a tremendous pastor. I'm honored to do this book with him. He's a person that I've seen over the years just model a greater commitment to God, a deeper commitment to church, a greater love for you, a deeper passion for the city and for the world and for equipping uh, churches and other pastors and just really a kingdom-minded person. So Terry, thank you for that. Anita, thank you for what you do. And so there's so much I love about Pastor Terry, but I have to tell you there's a few things that just don't sit too well with me. Uh, One is I've known Terry now for over a decade And every time I see him, he gets younger and I get older. So, Terry, what is the secret? Man, this is one of the things that I don't like about you. You get younger, I get older. I read on the back of the book that you've been in ministry for 50 years. How can that be? But nonetheless, I celebrate God's faithfulness and work in your life. The other thing I don't like is Terry can ride a motorcycle without falling off. I, I can't do that. So, Terry, man, what's going on with this? Not only are you... Uh, you aging in the opposite direction. You know, you're out there on motorcycles and, and doing all that kind of cool stuff as well. And I guess I could keep going about things I love and things that I wish I could do that Terry uh, can do, and I can't. But nonetheless, you're going to have a great Sunday today. Uh, thank you to everybody who gave and participated in making this book possible. Uh, I've been praying and my team has been praying that God will use this book. We use this book at our church at The Journey. I hear stories every week of life change, and I'm praying this book makes a difference in your church. So I'm honored to partner with Terry on it. Have a great Sunday. I do hope to be at the Father's house in person 
give a big hug to Terry and Anita and meet all of you very soon. But in the meantime, God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Amen. Wow. I want you to meet my, uh, my dear friend Nelson. We've been friends for a long time. If you have your Bibles with you today, let's uh, hold them up, your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, your eyeballs, and let's say it together from our heart. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today I receive the Word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient. And I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for this beautiful day that you've given us. A day in which that we can meet other people here on the campus that we've never met before, that we can have fun together. But Lord, as we start this day, we just want to honor you in everything. We thank you, Lord. And as we approach this teaching today... Lord, we ask you to do what I can't do. And Lord, you change lives. You draw us close to you. And we're just going to give you the glory. We're going to celebrate you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me encourage you, if you didn't get a copy of the book, uh, we have those outside. And uh, let me encourage you, if you would, to, to buy one. They're $10. They retail for $19.95. Buy one and then... Also, buy one for somebody else. Leave it there with the girls and say, hey, I'll give this to uh, any of the, uh, the guests that come. Great stuff. We're going to be talking in this series in the next few weeks about family problems, illness, uh, temptation, financial stress, uh, and death of a loved one, the crisis. How are we handling all the crisis that happens every time you turn around? So I hope that you'll be here through this series because it's going to be a great time. There in your notes is John chapter 16, verse 33, and uh, I'd like you to read that out loud with me, would you? Here we go. I've told you all of this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable. Let's start again, and we come to that unshakable. Let's say it like that's a solid word. Ready? I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured Deeply at peace in this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. A couple of Sundays ago, you know, that weekend leading up, it was all about Dorian, 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 the largest storm in the Atlantic Ocean ever. And we, we watched that and we heard the threats of Dorian. And, uh, and then we saw as it began to hover over the northern Bahamas as it, as it drenched and as it hit and as it beat and unleashed its fury and probably forever changed some of the topography there in the Bahamas. And then we started to thinking about, well, what if it comes this way? What if it makes a turn? What's going to happen? And we say, and we're not immune to storms, right? We have them all the time here in Florida. It's one of the things, um, it's one of the things, and by the way, hurricanes and storms are nearly, not nearly as bad as love bugs. I, I, I told Anita yesterday after I took the love bugs off of my teeth from writing, I said, if love bugs, the storm of love bugs were in Florida all the time, I'd move. We'd pick up the father's house and we would move. But storms come, right? Physical storms. But, but I'm going to tell you, greater than any physical storm are the personal storms that we face. Personal storms. And that's what this series is all about. How do we stand strong? How do, how do we stand unshakable when the storms come? I mean, I, I look at here today and I think that 
probably some of you are facing a storm that you're, you're out of work. Some of you maybe today you're behind on rent and you don't know what you're going to do. And that's a storm. Or maybe it's an illness. It's a, it's a bad report or it's, it's a sickness that's just wearing on and wearing on. You never get better. Maybe for some of you it's a storm that you've recently lost a loved one that you love very much. Maybe for some of you today you're in a, your, your marriage is in, a, in, a, in a, a tough time right now. Or maybe it's the relationships that you have. Or maybe some of you in a storm is saying, I don't have a relationship with anybody. It looks like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. After 50 years in ministry, I've discovered there are a lot of storms that I've experienced. Have you experienced some storms, personal storms? Some of those I brought on by myself. Anybody with me in that? Yeah, some of them. I, I can't say. I, when, when a storm comes, I'll say, it's because I didn't do this. But there are other storms that come that with my natural instincts, like I don't even understand where that storm come from. It, it didn't like it had any sense. But in the Bible, Jesus lets us know that we're living in a world that's full of storms because of one thing, sin. Say it with me, sin. And so then he gives us this powerful verse there in John 16 and 33. And he says that we can stand unshakable. But he said, in this world, you'll continue to experience difficulties. Would you underline that word difficulties? Circle it. He says, you're going to experience difficulties, storms, but take heart. The word there is a very interesting Greek word. It's the word thalipsis. Thalipsis. It has several meanings. And here they are. And, and I think you can identify these. Pressure, stress, anxiety, a squeezing. Actually, if you want to look at it, it's like a spiritual bench press. It's like you're laying down the bench press and, and uh, you, you're going to try to push that weight instead of that weight crushing you. And there are some of you that are here today, that's exactly how you feel. That's exactly the storm that you're in. And if you're not in that storm, it won't be long till you hit a storm like that. Sometimes storms are what I call mini storms. They threaten to hit us. You know, well, maybe that, oh, man, I got this headache. It won't go away. Could it be this? Or maybe I got this old financial pressure here. Or maybe we have an argument in your family or something with your kids. And so we get to praying and, oh, God, help us. And boom, that storm never hits. How many of you are thankful for those storms that never hit, right? But in this series, we're not talking about the storms that never hit. In this series, we're going to talk about the storms that do hit. There in your notes, it says this, some storms you can't control. Some storms you can't get out of. Some storms you can't stop, but you have to go through them. You have to go through them. It's not only widgets on your notes. I'm up here on the screen. You can take a picture. Read it with me. Some storms you can't control. Some storms you can't get out of. Some storms you can't stop them. Some you have to go through them. Uh, and, and so I'm just saying this to you today because some of you, when you gave your heart to the Lord, you thought everything would always be good. You would never have any difficulties. You would never have any problems. But Jesus said, no, that's not the way it is. You're going to have storms, but you can stand unshakable. In July 2017, some of you heard this story, but in July 2017, Anita and I were at the, can uh, the cancer center, Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. I went through a series of tests and had some things going wrong with a cough and, and, and my lungs. And uh, the doctor, after all the tests, called us in for a consultation. And he said, 
you have cancer. And here's a picture of what he showed me here. He said, see that little area that's circling around there, around your lung? That's cancer. And uh, there's no use doing a biopsy. The only thing we need to do is we need to go in and we want to take that cancer out. So he scheduled uh, within uh, just a few weeks of doing that surgery. So, so I, I sat there and, you know, the response we choose when we're faced with a storm determines the outcome. Uh, would you read that with me? The response we choose when faced with a storm will determine the outcome. Now, I know you thought, man, he's probably a great man of faith. When he gave him that report, he probably said, oh, no worries, no problems. But I didn't. It was a surreal experience. I mean, I've never smoked a day in my life. And all of a sudden, uh, you have cancer. I, I, I'm an expert. I've been at this for, for years. And this is cancer. So we need to go ahead and we need to take it out. We're going to schedule surgery. We're going to do it. So all of these things began to flood through my mind. I, just like you. Uh, what if... What if this is more than what he's saying? What, what, what's going to happen to me? Am I, am I going to lose this? Am I, am I not going to see my grandkids grow up? Am I not going to see my great-grandkids? What's going to happen to the father's house? And what's, what's going to happen to Anita? Oh, she'll probably join the Cougar Club, so nothing to worry about there. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when we're hit with a possibility of a storm? Or the reality of a storm. All the things that we begin to think about. So I, I wish I could tell you I was a great man of faith. No. At that particular time, I felt like I was hit by a brick wall, run over by a semi-tractor trailer. Tra no different than you. Some of you are sitting here this morning and some of you are watching online. And that's exactly how you feel. And then what do we do? We begin to ask questions. How could this be? Why is this happening? What's the reason of this? I don't understand this, right? We ask all those questions. Let me give you another question to ask. When a storm comes into your life, let me give you this question to ask. And it's a question to ask God, and here it is. What are you going to be for me in this storm? I'm not asking why, because I, I think some storms we go through, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why little kids suffer. I don't understand why we pray prayers and some little kids don't. I, I don't understand why some of your prayers are not answered. I don't understand why divorce came into your life. I don't understand that. We ask the questions, why? How could this be? What are you trying to teach me? But here's what I believe the question we should start asking is, God, what are you going to be for me in this storm? Are you going to be my healer? Are you going to give, be my peace giver? Are you going to be my strength? Are you going to be my financial support? Lord, there's a storm that I'm finding myself in. And I know that you don't waste anything in my life. And nothing comes into my life unless you've granted that. So what do you want to be for me in this storm? Here's the bottom line in this entire series. Here it is. It's possible to stand strong when things go wrong with unshakable faith. It's possible. Say that with me. It's possible to stand strong when things go wrong with unshakable faith. So, in the midst of all of this storm, of this cancer word that we use, uh, here's the lesson that I learned. I'm going to just give you at one point today, and here it is. Get ready for rubber band faith. Get ready for rubber band faith. 
uh, when, when that news hit me, uh, the thought came to me, you're going to be stretched. You've never faced this before. Never faced anything like that. I've faced a lot of other stuff, but never a storm like this one. And, and I know what some of you are thinking. So, so he said, get ready because you are going to be stretched. Now, rubber bands, right? You got a rubber band today. We uh, have rubber bands. Uh, we use them to bind things together. Uh, we stretch them to the max. But today, I want to talk to you about rubber bands because uh, they can teach us some spiritual lessons. So to help you, the ushers are coming, and I want to give you a gift. It's not an invite card. But in that little bucket, there are going to be some uh, rubber bands. So just reach in, take out a rubber band. Don't start throwing it across the room, okay? And, and here's what I'd like for you to do. During this series, for the next five weeks, I'd like you to put that rubber band on your wrist. And uh, I'd like for it to be a reminder for you that to, to be unshakable, we've got to be able to stand. And to be able to stand... We're going to have to be like a rubber band and be stretched. Say stretched. Stretched. Um, here's what I know about a rubber band. It's useless unless it's stretched. I mean, you don't go into somebody's house and on the wall they have a rubber band hanging. What's that? Oh, it's a rubber band. It's just so beautiful. No, it's a rubber band. And it's too big to use for floss. Unless you got a wide open space, right? But this rubber band is useless unless it's stretched. Now, let me give you some creative things that you can use your rubber band for this week. Uh, it can prevent, here it is, you can prevent a sliced apple from browning. Uh, you can use it to make uh, a makeshift tripod. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can turn regular jeans into stretchy jeans. There you go. Uh, you can use it to keep bags sealed. Um, you can use it for an eraser like I have here. You just put rubber band after rubber band after rubber band on there, and you can use it as an eraser. Or maybe you can make your cell phone hands-free. You can just stick it on there. But all of those things, the rubber band is useless unless it's what? And your faith is useless unless it's what? See, faith is not something we hang on a wall and say, oh, yeah, I have faith. You know how you know you have faith? It's when you hit a storm and that faith stretches and you still stand unshakable. If you've ever done that before, would you give the Lord a hallelujah and let somebody know it's possible? Faith is an action. Look at Hebrews 11 and 6. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. Say impossible to please God. Without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all of their passion and their strength to seeking him. Here's what I know. A rubber band has to be stretched beyond its regular form to fulfill its purpose, right? It has to be stretched. That's the next foil in beyond its regular form to fulfill its purpose. Now look, this rubber band doesn't get bigger. It's still the same size when it's stretched. It doesn't take on extra strength, but it has to be stretched. I mean, look, I could take, I could take a rubber band and uh, 
And uh, we, we could, we could, Jeremiah, come on up here. Come up, come up here real quick. Sammy, come on up here, Sammy. Got your brother. Hurry, come on, quick. You're a football player. Hurry, quick. So we could be talking, and I could say, I really want to make an impact on him. So I take my rubber band. Does that make much of a rubber, make much of an impact? But if I take this sucker and I pull it back, <laughs> I won't do that to you. Thank you. Do you see what I'm saying? So we, we talk about faith, but then when storms come, we begin to cower back and we begin to feel bad. But God says, wait, your faith, your faith will never fulfill its purpose until it's stretched. And some of you feel like you're stretched this morning, don't you? So take that rubber band and just pop it a little bit and say, yep, my faith is being stretched, but it's all for the glory of God. You see, when a rubber band is stretched, it can tie things together. Sometimes we feel like this. This hits us from this side. This hits us from this side. This hits us from this side. And we got all these things, and it's like a juggle. What are we going to do with them? Well, we just take a rubber band of faith out, and we take that rubber band, and we just begin to tie that thing up, and that rubber band can hold all of those things together. There's no way that you can handle all the things that come at you unless you let your faith be stretched. Let your faith be stretched. So we sit in the consultation with the doctor, and Anita, the one who had the greatest faith at that particular time, says, as I'm probably white as a sheet, not saying anything except feeling like I should cry, she says to the doctor, we're people of faith. Can we schedule a retest and uh, make sure that this is right? And we're going to contact some people for prayer because we believe that Jesus heals. So he said... Sure, but we're going to go ahead and schedule the surgery one or two days after the next retest. That was in July. I was coming back in September for a retest. Here's what we found. We called people that had faith. I didn't call warriors. I didn't call people that wanted to baby you. Sometimes we have a crisis and we pick up the phone and we call people that their faith has never been stretched. And then they start having a pity party with us. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe God would let that happen to you. Why would that happen to you? That's a, look, you don't, you don't need that. I mean, you're struggling enough, right? Next week, next week's teaching, I'm going to talk about the doubts that come. Because you see, God doesn't always answer our prayers the way that we want. So what do you do when doubts come? What do you do when you pray for somebody to be healed and they die? What do you do when you pray for a, your, not to have a divorce and you have a divorce? What do you, what, what do you pray that, Lord, don't let them take my job? So how do you handle that? So we're going to talk about that next week. So we called people and said, uh, we, we want you to help us to pray. Pray. In the Old Testament, there was a prophet. And he told a woman uh, who was childless, he said, the Lord's going to give you a child. And so a, a little while after that, he gets news that the child is dead. And so she comes running, and he says, what's up? And she says, you know, uh, my, my child that you promised, the promise you gave me, that I didn't even ask for the promise, but you gave, is dead. So the prophet comes. He comes to the little house. And look at this verse from 2 Kings 4, 34. And then the prophet, he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And he, read it with me. 
as he stretched out on him, the child's body began to grow warm again. As he stretched out, here was a promise, and he began to stretch out over that promise in prayer. Over that in prayer. And then he gets up and he walks around, he comes back, and he stretches his body out over that promise in prayer again. And the, and the kid sneezes uh, seven times and gets up, and he's, and he's back to life. You see, sometimes we, when we have, feel stretched, we've got to stretch ourselves out in prayer over that particular problem. Here's what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, read it with me. Pray about everything. Just pray about some things. Pray about what? Tell God what you need. And thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience, read it with me, God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You know, as, as much as we talk about our faith, it, you know, has to be stretched. But listen, there's a limit to how much this rubber band can be stretched. If it's allowed to be stretched too far, it'll, it'll break. You say, well, what, what do you mean by that? What I'm saying is this, some things are too big for you to handle by yourself. Well, I can handle this, I can handle this, I can handle this, I can handle this. And it gets stretched farther and farther. No, Paul says, when you face a storm, something that could sink you, stop and pray about it. Admit to the Lord that you can't handle it all by yourself. Listen, you're just going through a storm. It's not meant to be your permanent zip code. And don't let, don't let where you are and what you're going through determine your identity. That's not your identity. So we went back in September. They redid the test. We were sitting down in the other consultation room. And the lady was saying, now, uh, you're going to come in uh, tomorrow or the next day, whatever it was. You're going to come in here at 4 o'clock. Uh, be sure you don't do this. Be sure you don't do that. And give me all the things. Sign all the papers. Sign your life away. Do all that surgery. And I'm, I'm sitting there and thinking, is it really come to this? Is it really coming to this that, that, that I'm going to have to have surgery? And so as we're sitting there, another nurse comes in and she says, hey, she says, uh, you, you can stop all that. They want to see you upstairs. So now I'm thinking, it wouldn't it be wonderful we think in times like that we have a lot of great faith. Oh, wow, there's, there's nothing there. But now I'm thinking like you, what else? Right? Right? What else? What else? So we get upstairs, wait again, as you have to wait. And the doctor finally came out and he said, let me show you a picture. So the pictures you see, the first one is in July. See that big mass? See it in September? And then a follow-up in January? Gone. 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 Jesus said, you're going to have troubles and difficulties. The title of this series is not Standing Strong If Things Go Wrong. But it's standing strong when things go wrong. I wish, I wish I could look at you, some of you right now, and you're going through a storm with your child. You're going through a storm with your baby, and you don't know the answer, and I don't know the answer. But I do know this, 
that God stands with us in the middle of those things. And I, I, I really believe that, that, that he wants to get glory out of how we stand. But my question today is that what are you standing on? What are you building on? Look at this verse, Matthew 7. Jesus says this, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man, read it with me, who built his house on an unshakable foundation. The unshakable foundation is that I hear his word and I obey his word. In everything, in everything I pray, in everything I give him glory. I let my faith be stretched. I'm never more like him than when my faith has to be stretched. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of what? Because of what? It's strong foundation. So I'm just to ask you today, what are you building on? Are you building on your reputation? Are you building on your money? What are you, what are you building on? We've got to be sure that we've got this thing settled. Because we don't want to wait till we hit a crisis and then we say, boy, I, I, need, I, I, I need it then. No, it's now we settle that. And he said, if I hear his word and I obey his word. So we need to be sure without a shadow of doubt that one thing is covered, that we know without a shadow of doubt that our, our life is what it should be with God. It's as simple as one, two, three. One, Jesus today, more than anything else, wants to save you, forgive you of your sins, give you a purpose, and give you a hope in heaven. Number two, sin has separated us from God. We were born sinners. In a sinful life, you can never approach God. You can never get good enough. And God realized that, and he sent his son Jesus to die and to pay for your sins and my sins. Number three, he says, whosoever will, let him come. You know, there are a lot of promises in this Bible, and in the, in the last little while, I, I, be, I began to even see those anymore. It talks about the little word in, in Jesus, in Jesus, in Jesus. You ever, you ever notice that? So wherever you are today in storms or if today's the day that you surrender your life to Jesus, I would encourage you to do this. I'd encourage you to take a piece of paper and I would encourage you to just write your name on that piece of paper. And then what I'd like you to do is put that piece of paper in the midst of this word. And what you're saying is, as this Bible represents Jesus, what you're saying is, wherever he goes, I go because I'm in him. Whatever promise he has, it's my promise because I'm hid in him. I live, yet not I, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the faith that I live, I now live in him. So whatever you're facing today, see yourself in him against anything else. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you today for loving us. Wow. Lord, I just, I just don't know what people in this world would do. Unless they had you. I see so many people hit by storms and storms and storms. But you said you'd never leave us and you'd never forsake us. And the peace that you give passes any understanding. 
So I pray first of all today for people that are in the middle of a storm. I pray that in this series they won't miss one week because we're going to talk about so many key things. That in the life group as they begin to meet today in small groups, as we, as we discuss this book and look it out, that we'll be able to stand unshakable. And Lord, I pray for those that are here today and those that are watching online that have never surrendered their heart to you. I pray today, dear Jesus, that they'll say yes. They'll say yes. In just a minute, I'm going to pray for those of us today that we really don't know Jesus as our Savior, or maybe it's been a while and you've grown cold in the Lord. But today, you'd like to rededicate your heart to Him, or today, for the very first time, you'd like to say yes to Jesus. You know that you're lost, and you need to be found. You know that you're lost, and you need a Savior, and that only Savior is Jesus. Maybe you've gone to church all of your life, but you've never invited Him into your heart. Please let me pray with you today, and those of you that are watching online, would you just raise your hand right now, make eye contact with me, say, Terry, include me in that prayer. Include me in that prayer today. I want to pray that prayer. Thank you, ma'am. Others today, just honestly lift your hands. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Others today, say, that's me. Include me in that prayer. I want to know. I want to know that I'm building on the solid foundation. Thank you. Thank you in the back. That when the storms come and the rains come, I've got a solid foundation under my feet. What is that for you? What is that? Is that your own strength? You can be stretched so far that you're going to snap. Is that your own confidence, your own money, it's your own self? There's a time that you can be stretched beyond that. But just say, today, I want to plant my feet on the solid rock. Just raise your hand. Let me pray with you today. Let me pray with you with the others that are here today. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you for loving me, for forgiving me of my sins for dying on a cross and resurrecting on the third day, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are the Lord. And so today, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I want to live for you the best that I know how. I want to live for you the rest of my life. Fill me with your spirit and thank you in Jesus' name. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.